Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome along to a very special edition of the Irish Examiner Paper Talk podcast series. I'm Peter McNamara and I'm delighted to be joined by Cork Under 21 Hurling Manager and Senior Selector, John Myler. John, thanks a million for taking the time to join us today in the show. Thank you, Peter. It's, it's, it's a big week, obviously, for yourself um, with the Under 21s in the Provincial Final on Wednesday night in the Gaelic Crowns against Limerick. That was obviously an emotional night for you when Cork won against Waterford with Declan Dalton scoring one twelve. It was a it was an amazing way to win a game. Your that interview afterwards in TG Carr, everyone was talking about it. You know, there was a raw emotion from yourself. What, what, was there a sense of internal pressure that you kind of had on yourself that you know that wanting to win that much? That much was that what the emotion was? Certainly. The pressure has been building. Uh, if you go back to uh, the very first match we say against Tipperary in the Senior Hurling Championship, and um, you know you meet a lot of people before games, and what people were looking for before Tipperary was a performance from the team. And even if we were beaten by four, six, or eight points or whatever, they would have been happy with the performance. And you know I met a lot of people before the Tip match, and then before the Waterford match, they wanted the same. They wanted a performance again, and even if we went down to Waterford by by the same again four six eight points, they were still happy once they got a performance. And after the Waterford match, we we had put two matches back, you know, together, and um, one after the other. So, you know, the performance was was consistent those two games. And then we went into the Munster final against Clare, and you had the minors um, with Dennis um, winning, which which really set the pattern for the day. And, you know the, the minor team then giving the senior team a kind of a guard of honour in the in the tunnel in the dressing room before we came out and and then the seniors beating clear and that that raw emotion then really spilled out into the crowd and you know the, with the minors winning the seniors winning and then people are saying well you know lads you're up next um, you know you need to keep the show on the road so there was a lot of pressure um, to win in in, in Waterford and and especially with Waterford winning the All-Ireland under 21 last year so we were under pressure uh, to win that match and to go down and play Waterford down in Waterford so there was a lot of emotion probably pent up in that but like for um, to win the match the way we done it and the 66 minutes when Dalton scored the, the penalty it's, 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 it's I suppose what every kid dreams about really about scoring the last minute goal in the last second to win you know an FA Cup finder in All-Ireland final that's really is and you know, like for I was delighted for Dalton because we, we took a pot shot on Dalton playing he's playing there with his club father on ears. And for him to score one twelve then was, was, was brilliant. So that's that was that was all sent up inside really, do you know what I mean? Mm. Well just just describe your emotions as he was about to take the penalty and what were you thinking? Like I remember I was watching the game and um 
I just felt that I never felt he was going to miss just because of the way he was playing, you know, that he was a guy stepping up to this penalty with absolute confidence given the way he was playing. Well, at the start of the year, Declan would have been our sub goalkeeper um, with, with Patrick Collins and um, we, we played Limerick one night in the challenge match and we had a lot of players who had played matches in the morning and in the afternoon and, and um, we just said, look, if, if, um, if guys get injured, we can play Declan out midfield out in the forwards and Shane Hurley out the bars could go and go because he was in helping us as well and you know he, 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 he got seven points that night in the challenge match against Limerick like, and we were kind of surprised so you know watching him then take freeze and training watch him take penalties just on his own with nobody in the goal he actually strikes the ball extremely well he's striking it like a two iron and got so it, it, it's hit with force and, and um, you know I, I said to him afterwards that I had no doubt but I said did you put a serve on the ball you know because I was watching it from, from the camera behind or in front of the goal and I said did you put a serve on the goal he said no but um, you know the goal he's probably might get a hurry or get something to it you know but like he put it away and, and, and it was fantastic you know just the pressure on him um, to score that goal was immense and He'd missed a few frees in, in the minor match against Limerick two or three years ago, and, and you know the, the people would kind of remind him of it. I would imagine so. There was there was massive pressure on him to do that, you know. And watching him training and that taking frees, there was never any doubt because he actually drills the ball. He doesn't hit it; he just drills it low and hard, you know. So really, really, really good goal, you know. It, given as well the fact that you lost Dara Fitzgibbon to Rick Carroll and Luke Mead was out injured it was a massive result but in fairness it has to be said Limerick have looked very polished in their matches so far in the championship haven't they? Yeah I, we were up at the Limerick game Limerick and Tipperary game the very first game and, and you know they certainly played um, really really well Kyle Hayes Ian Lynch Ronan Lynch Scalan you know Morrissey they're all just 7 or 8 on the Limerick senior team and they've been there for the last you know maybe 2 or 3 years um, so they, 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 they've had a much stronger footing than what we have in terms of guys playing senior um, now this year we brought in you know 4 of the lads that played senior but Luke and Darryl are out um, so that falls to Mark and to, to Shane and things to them to play really well on, on, on Wednesday night so they, they, they easily uh, beat players so you know they, they were well on top there and the game was really over after 20 minutes so look it's going to be tough but we, we knew all along going to Waterford was going to be tough and it's certainly no different this time going to Liverpool it's going to be extremely difficult it's going to be extremely tough we know that and um, that's why we've, we've more or less played all of our challenge matches throughout the year we've always played them away because it's, it's just getting to that modus operandi and you know when you're going away we played care all the way those teams away from Wexford in New Rossland so you know that, that, that was good preparation just talk to me for a second about the general feel good factor around Cork GA at the moment uh, obviously the stadium is magnificent stadium is down there Saturday for the Tip and Clare game and afterwards watching the Cork footballers the footballers put in a big performance and you mentioned something while ago about the put in a performance against Tipperary and that the heart that was shown I, th- I think you know it was even shown again against Mayo the other day that that's all the supporters ask for and it's certainly it's certainly coming to the fore in the last couple of months in, particularly with the hurling team yeah I think that 
I suppose over the last hundred years, Cork have been used to uh, winning all Ireland on a regular basis, and that has kind of dried up in the last few years. And you know that there, there's been ups and downs, but uh, Cork were looking for. You know, people came to me way back and said, "Look, look, we get a performance," and you could see that mushroom beginning to grow really in the national hurling league. And a few young fellas came in, then you know, Colin Spillane came in as well, and. Um, so we, we kind of had five new players coming in this year. That's a huge bonus. And they actually played quite well. And, and, and it was, I suppose it was the style and the speed of, of Luke Mead, Shane Kingston, Dara Fitzgibbon. You know, and it was the way they hurled. Like, I get to see Coleman, the way Coleman was hurling at Turles and, and, and in the National Hurling League. Like, and say, oh, he's, you know, he'll be under pressure someday against so and so or so and so. And then just to see him then with so much composure and, you know, that one incident where, you know, he was on the sideline on the far side against Tipperary and, you know, to knock the ball over to Patrick Horgan and, you know, just show the composure. I like, can Cork people saw glimpses of, of, of great Cork players that they had seen years ago and, and great awareness of how to play the game like the likes of Tom Cashman and all of those Johnny Crowley you know great hurlers in, in going back 10-20 years ago they saw that in Coleman they saw the speed in of we'd say the, the, like the O'Connors that was in um, Fitzgibbon that was in um, Shane Kingston and that so people were kind of hard back to those days and were copper winning all and so that created um, I suppose an expectancy then and you know people enjoy that Curling of pure speed, skill, mobility, and and you know, and then with the bit of passion and the bit of work with, you know, coming in together, that's really what you saw, and you saw that then on Saturday night, and also in the football, and you know, it was, it was heartbreaking really, like just to see them, you know, um, kick one or two wides there in, in in the end of extra time, and you know, if they if they got out of that, they had Ross Common, and it, it, sometimes you just need a break, and 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 that's really it, but that fire and passion is back there I think in the hurling so that's important but is that what you would put down as being different from last year I mean it was ironic that it was like a year to the day that Cork lost to Wexford and went away and beat Clare in the Munster hurling final in Turles in 12 months the transformation in fortunes has been incredible yeah well this is my first year I wasn't I wasn't involved last year but um, you know I, I, I think it's the infusion of youth I, th- I think it's 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 the only but don't forget you had five debutants in, in, in the Munster final. Like we kinda of forget about Colin Spillane, he's only twenty four. So you had Colin and you had the four under twenty one. So so they've added five new players that have, have come into the team. But they've they haven't just come into the team, they've they've put their mark there, they've added to it, they've contributed to it and they run themselves into the ground and you know, the, like the likes of Luke Mead, the amount of ground he covers and the work rate he does and, and um, you know, people like that and people see that and then, you know, that creates that creates an interest and expectation and Cork people appreciate that and I think you saw the the after the um Waterford match when the pitch was invaded by the kids, um, you know, every child in, in um in Cork was up there and, and you know to see them the sea of red in the Munster final against Clare you probably had 80% Cork people there it was just a sea of red everywhere so they, they say it was the biggest Cork crowd ever at the Munster final and um, you know that was fantastic so that 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 all adds expectation that adds pressure so 
you know, and once you're winning, then people will, will get behind you. Don, you more or less been involved in an awful lot of the teams that are involved at the moment you obviously are your 21 manager or your senior selector you've been involved with the younger crows as well it, you've been around the managerial circuit now for a while and you've been uh, cutting your teeth at different with different counties different clubs what, what have you learned most over the last we say five six seven years I, the game's evolving so much all the time what, what have you kind of learned yourself as, as a coach and as a person from it all you actually never give up learning. You have to constantly, constantly learn. You have to constantly go to matches to see how teams are playing. Um, and you must adapt. You must adapt to different styles, different circumstances. Um, and you need to coach and you need to understand. Um, you need to understand how to coach and then to coach against tactics of, we say, one sweeper or two sweepers. But the, the important thing is to how you coach against that. So I would have learned an awful lot um, in the last few years, and probably I've gone older now and I've gone um, crankier, I suppose, or I've <laughs> gone quieter. But um, I think I think hurling at the moment is becoming a bit like soccer um, with Barcelona, that you do not give the ball away. If you give the ball away, you concede possession to the opposition. And when you have that position, you have to do something with the ball. You can't just turn and hit it, and you can't just pull on the ground like an hour day. Um, you have to get possession of the ball, and then the most important thing is how you use that ball. And if you can't use it, then you go back and you recycle it. So it's vitally important, the use of the ball. And, that, and that's, that's a key thing. And, you know, the, the good teams will use the ball more efficiently than the other teams. One thing that's very topical at the moment, obviously, in the game is the whole thing of sweepers. and yep. Is it right? Is it wrong? People are very divided. Some people say you have to cut your call accordingly, depending on what you have in front of you in terms of player, playing staff and stuff like that. So, where are you on that? Like, Is the game... Like, I think Michael Dyden tweeted on Sunday saying that this is not the game that I love. But you're a manager, and if you're managing a team, whether it's a club team or an inter-county team... The bottom line here is that you must win. Um, a lot of people don't like to hear that, but winning is all that matters. That's all that matters in, in, in today's environment. People just want to win, and that's the important thing. So if you have certain strengths and certain weaknesses, then you must maximize those strengths. You must minimize the weaknesses. You've got to max, maximize the strengths that you have. If you have a mobile team, or if you have good backs, good forwards, whatever you have. So, you know, who you're playing, Waterford will play one sweeper, sometimes two sweepers. The important thing there is not to hit the ball into that sweeper, but you must know where he is and you must know where to present the ball and how to get the ball outside of the sweeper. And that's the important thing. And as, as a coach, then you have to coach awareness, you have to coach use of the ball and how you bring that ball out of the back. You can't just get it and hit it, that, that day is gone. Um, you must transition the ball through the 45s and that's it um, in a nutshell really yeah are you surprised the number of players that just bang the ball down on top of the sweeper and you're there thinking it's almost like a magnet to me and, and you're always looking at it and wondering why they don't go to the wings for example like Wexford when they played Waterford yesterday consistently played the ball down on top of the, the Borca and that's and like to be fair not just Wexford but most teams that are playing yeah, Waterford but, but you go back then to the likes of Coleman and then when, when they show composure 
it's, it's composure on the ball. Good players always have a split second more on the ball, and it's how you how you compose yourself. You know, if 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 you're weak or you're mentally weak, you will get rid of the ball. Just get it out of my area; it's gone. And that's that's my job done. But it's not. You have to present that ball better to the forward. If you look at Tipperary, the way they present the ball to Calvin, who's unmarkable, if he gets the right ball, there's nothing you can do. He's such a good forward. So it, it's it's you have to coach that. You have to coach bringing out the ball out of the back, not just hit the ball for the sake of hitting it. And you have to know where the sweeper is, where they going to be, and you have to avoid that. So that's either going down the channels, down the side, or going out. You know, cross field ball, um, but you know that's 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 coaching. Obviously, the draw was made on Monday morning for uh, the All Ireland semi-finals in Cork draw Waterford and Galway to Brewery. From a journalistic point of view, the obviously the stronger side of the draw t- technically seems to be Galway to Brewery. And then people will probably say that Cork and Waterford have a wonderful opportunity to get to the final now. Cork have beaten Waterford under twenty one level and the senior level this year. But that won't really matter in a semi final at all Ireland, will it? I mean th- these fixtures tend to be more kind of standalone fixtures and it is a cliche, but it is really all, all on the day when it comes to these things, isn't it? But don't forget Cork have beaten Waterford in the league, they've beaten them at under twenty one and they've beaten them in the Munster Championship. Hmm. So, you know, you Cork will have learned an awful lot from that. Waterford will also. Um, but Waterford will be will be um, at a loss with Tyke Borka missing, um, who was sent off yesterday. So you you you've got to prepare accordingly, and and, and it's a standalone game. It's in Crow Park. It's a different kind of atmosphere. It's, it's a different pitch. It's, it's a whole new ball game, um, and um, you just have to prepare accordingly, and that's it. Now, just just talk for a second about your own career because obviously you come from a, your family is steeped in sport, which obviously with your son, an international soccer player, and with, with yourself, as a soccer player yourself, you played with Cork Alberts, is that correct for a week? Oh yeah, <laughs> nineteen seventy nine league of Ireland. Yeah. Was, so, um, so you've had a fairly storied playing career yourself at Wexford uh, in Wexford and in here in Cork. What's your most cherished memories? be it from soccer or hurling or football. Obviously club being club captain with the Bears winning All Ireland title was pretty impressive with football as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, winning the All Ireland Club in eighty seven with the Bears was you know, was incredible beating uh Tommy Gale from Roscommon. Any of the county championships that we won, the hurling ones we won in Cork in the eighties you know, they were very sweet, uh, tremendous but look, you know, I I was fortunate. I was supposed to have played with great players: Jimmy Barry, Jerry, Jerry Cunningham, John Quinlan, Christy Ryan. All of those, they were brilliant players. And you know, I was just blessed, I suppose, to get in at that time. And you know, to win another the medal in '86 with Cork was was something else. So, you know, but that's 30 years ago, nearly you now. And I'm, you know, um, you just cherish all the moments that you have now. Even that under twenty one match the other night would 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 I, I would enjoy that more than anything else and you know. Do, do you prefer being a manager than you were a player? Or like, is there a preference there, or is it just to, two totally different worlds? Two different worlds. I prefer the word coaching. I I, right. I don't like the word manager. Um, I prefer to coach teams rather than manage teams. And um, there's a massive difference. Um, and I prefer coaching. I prefer the actual. The grind of coaching um, on the pitch with players and 
coaching them and that's that's what I think I do best but um, you know I've, I've, I've been everything and clubs and counties and you know you learn a lot so what do you do away from the game just to unwind what does John Myler do to, to get away from it all to take a break cycling um, probably two years ago my wife was cycling Glengar of there and I went down as a supporter and um, she said I should go cycling so I got up on the bike and now I do 25, 40, 50k a day um, and I do some of the um, the uh, charity cycles if I can get to the Saturday off and, and that's really I, I get a great kick out of cycling from here in Rochestown um, we train an odd time in Clannacilty so I'd cycle down there two and a half hours you know I get a great kick out of cycling then in the summer I go swimming and um, you know on the Garstown Garstown is actually beautiful um, so that's that's and then I go to matches then when I'm not training or whatever so Jeez, John, you have a great life. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, you have to keep on top of coaching, so you have to you have to go and see what Waterford are doing. So if Waterford are playing on on Saturday or Tipperary and Clare was on Saturday, you have to go and see how Tipperary are playing, how Clare are playing, the positioning of Tony Kelly. Then you ask yourself, you know, how do you counteract that? How do you stop Tony Kelly, how do you stop Seamus Callanan, how do you stop these guys and you know, how do you coach that then? So you have to kinda of think about it now and, and um you know, that's that's that that was my weekend, four matches in Parky Cave, so And what what kind of ambitions do you have obviously trying to become an all Ireland winning coach <laughs> we'll say and uh, that's that's an obvious one. Well whatever Peter, whatever comes up next, so it's it's Wednesday night um you know, you're looking, you're looking to coach there. You're looking to get a performance there, and that's really it. You can only win your next game. You can't, you know, look on the horizon and say in five years time you want to do this because just so many things are changeable. Um, mm-hmm. So look, Wednesday night is the important thing first, and that's it. That's really it in a nutshell, and we'll take it from there then. Excellent stuff, John. Many thanks for joining us on the Irish Examiner Paper Talk Sports Podcast Series today. Thank you, Peter. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.